this week on Young Nostalgia. Is it Young Nostalgia or Young Nostalgia? Let's take a look. (laughs) Welcome back to Young Nostalgia. I'm Nolan, as always. Ben is beside me, hating all of my hating all of my intros into this show. This is episode 94 coming at you. Thank you so much for for joining us. Ben, how you doing today, big guy? Oh, I'm doing fantastic today. How are you doing? Not bad. A little bit tired. Uh kinda rigged up a uh not too uh, appealing style, but we got some soundproof panels, or not soundproof, but like sound reducing foam panels that I put on a box, a side of a big Amazon box that I cut up, held together with push pins and masking tape. Uh, and then here we are. So hopefully the audio quality sounds a little bit better. Hold up. Hold up. Grab the wall. I. <laughs> <laughs> Did I do this? Stop. <laughs> um, In the name I, of love. I have. Oh my goodness. Let's end it right now. Um. All right. So I've heard you say it before. I have never heard anyone besides you call them push pins. Push pins. Yeah. Uh, what are they? The tax? Thumb Thumbtacks. Thumbtacks. Interesting. Okay. Email us out there if you. <laughs> Call them push pins. push pins. Young nostalgia pod at gmail.com. Let us know. This is a huge debate, man. So you go by thumb thumbtacks? Thumbtacks. And I can't Wow. I feel sorry. I can't for say you. I've ever heard anyone besides you call them push pins. You cannot be more wrong in the slightest. Whoa. Whoa oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so you have one, right? Yeah. How do you put them in things? With your thumb. No, no, you push them. <laughs> <laughs> I see I what guess, you were doing there, and <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, too, no. Too smart, too smart for me. <laughs> Couldn't get you. Dang it. I thought I really had you. No, you did not. <laughs> Honestly, if you probably did that in reverse, I'd say, yeah, you use your thumb. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. Because I could have even said, like, just to totally get around pushpins, I could have been like, you press them in with your thumb. Ooh, so then like, they'd be called press pins. That sounds even dumber. <laughs> well, I know. What What if we just call them force pins? Because then you can relate it to Star Wars, but then also you're using the force or a force to get them well, into the wall. I feel like a Jedi it? doesn't really need the pins in general. They'll just like force will it up. Well, a Jedi wouldn't be able to know because that was a long, long time ago in a galaxy, a galaxy far, far away far where they away, probably yeah. where they didn't have push pins. <laughs> no, they didn't have thumbtacks. No. <laughs> well, they might have had thumbtacks. They didn't have push pins. Okay. All right. Here's the thing. Push pins are the things that, you know, can have different colors, right? And they have a little handle on them and you can easily just push them in and out. Thumbtacks are the ones that are flathead. That you also feel- <laughs> also push into something, but I think those are more of thumbtacks. I think we're getting off in the weeds a little bit, and if you want to be, if you want to be that way about it, I'll even go a different direction and say, 
yes, thumbtacks are the flat ones, but normally what I hear people say is even the ones with the little colored plastic ends on them, uh, yeah. they're just tacks. There's like thumbtacks and regular tacks. Interesting. Okay, well, I, I Googled thumbtacks, and it's all the flathead ones, so that solves that one, that you're wrong. Uh, push pins. <laughs> um, How does look, that solve that push, I was wrong? Push pins, push pins have the plastic coloring. Staples. Staples push pins. Staples. Well, then search tax. T-A-C-S. Tax. T-A-X. No. <laughs> the IRS. Okay. Income tax. Okay. okay, okay. With tax, if you say tax, both of them come up. So I feel, I feel like, I, like since this uh, is no, a very no, one-sided lookup thing here, <laughs> I feel like I need to search exactly what you're searching. Look, look, here's the thing. So tax, okay, if we take it as in like animal families, right? Tax are the family where the species are either push pins or thumb tax. So it's like they jet off from the family of tax. I think I think where we're going with this is <laughs> I think you're wrong and we need to move on. No. Honestly, I think, okay, to end this debate, everything is just going to be called a nail. Everything's a nail. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. This is episode 94. We're going to be talking about the Mandela effect, the effect that uh, people remember things differently from back in history where either the recollection recollection changes um, or they remember it like an old way or something changed and most people remember it a new way uh, and it kind of confuses people um, in that I know you know a lot of famous ones are like Ford uh, as well as um, the Baron Steen bears Baron Stein Berenstein man We'll get Berenstein. Okay, I got it right the first time. I knew I'm going to mess that up, and I'm going to mess it up later on. Almost guaranteed. I didn't know if you were kidding. So that's or what not. episode? <laughs> no, uh, honestly, I was waiting. I was waiting for your help. Thank you. Uh, that is episode 94. That's what you are ready to dive into. Um, let's get into it right now. <laughs> Let's kick it off with the origins of the Mandela effect. So the really the first time the term Mandela effect was coined uh, was in 2009 by Fiona Broom uh, when she published a website detailing her observation of the phenomenon. Um, she was she had been at a conference earlier or a, a little bit before this. Um, taught and talking with other people about how she remembered uh, the tragedy of former South African president Nelson Mandela's death in a South African prison in the 1980s. Um, obviously, throughout the course of that conversation, she was filled in that Nelson Mandela, in fact, did not die in the 1980s in prison. Um, uh, and at this time, in 2009, he was still alive. Um, but he did end up passing away in 2013. Um, definitely not in the 1980s and definitely not in a South African prison. <laughs> um, it's not funny that he died, but it's a, quite a, a large year gap on something so historically relevant. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Um, so 
you know, someone just someone misremembering something like this is not that big of a deal. But uh, as she began to talk to other people about her memories, she learned that she was, in fact, not alone. And then later on, the more she she dug into this, um, she soon realized that there is actually a large population of people who had thought he had died in the 1980s. Um, these these other people, not just not just an overall idea that he uh, had already passed away, um, but they actually remembered news coverage. Um, of his actual death, news coverage of the speech by his widow, um, actually reading news stories, details of the events, um, definitely more than just either misremembering or a case of mistaken identity, thinking, you know, maybe something else was in the headlines and then for whatever reason they equated it to Nelson Mandela. Um, but in reality, most of these people were actually remembering real details um, like it had actually happened. Right. And I feel like that's what makes it such a huge point of discussion. Um, Because, I mean, you know, in general, the Mandela effect, I feel like, focuses on a lot of the things that maybe aren't necessarily important, per se, in terms of how people live their lives or the changing of history in general. Mm -hmm. But this is kind of just interesting because... The term wasn't coined until way earlier. Like, I thought this was something that was kind of well-known and kind of researched back in, like, the 90s or something. But I didn't realize it was only 11 years old um, in this way. But, you know, kind of that one thing that puts a word to uh, the actual phenomena rather than it just not existing before. People just didn't know what to call it. Right. It, it, it's <clears throat> from kind of going through research, it's... It's more of a modern phenomenon, but there definitely is some uh, data out there to show that this has been going on for a very long time. Uh, People remembering situations or events that didn't actually happen or didn't happen the way that they remembered them. Um, But it wasn't until uh, early early to mid-2000s that uh, it really started taking off and people started actually, you know, put two and two together and realized that, um, you know, Hey, there's might be something going on besides, uh, uh, you know, some people just misremembering things. Um, right. you know, if you kind of, we'll talk about it a little bit more in the show, obviously, but, um, if you're looking at these date ranges here, uh, you can definitely see a correlation between expansion of the internet and the rise of the Mandela <laughs> effect. Um, definitely something we'll be talking about later. We have a, we have a probable causes, uh, section in the show a little bit later where we kind of dig into some of this stuff, but that should be right. definitely noted as we talk about all of this stuff. Uh, yeah. And actually Al Gore has admitted to inventing <laughs> the Mandela effect. He's changed. Everything. So not only did he invent the internet, but he also is responsible for the Mandela effect. Directly right, and he has exclusive he has exclusive license <laughs> to the fact we had to pay fifteen dollars to be able to even cover it today. Um, okay, mo- moving on to our next uh, topic. These are notable examples of the Mandela effect, especially through history. So the first one, as one of the most you know commonly known and uh, often said, is the most misquoted quote throughout movies is Luke. 
I am your father. But in reality, it actually says, no, I am your father uh, as the actual movie quote. But this one is kind of, I don't know, up in the air a little bit. Uh, Just to think about it where it's like, it makes sense to say, Luke, I am your father. It's weird to lump this into a Mandela effect when... If people can remember when they first went and saw Star Wars A New Hope, like, are they sure they remembered what uh, what what was said in the movie? Was it actually Luke, no, I am, I am your father, or no, I am your father? Uh, actually, it's Empire that this happens in. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> um, I'm going to leave the show now. <laughs> my, one of my favorite Star Wars movies, and I didn't even know. I'm an idiot. That's all right. So... Yes, I 100% agree with you on this. And I think I'd like to go a little bit further. Um, you know, I've I've been that guy to correct people on it, but I've also been that guy to say it wrong and know I'm saying it wrong and then not care that I'm saying it wrong. Um, <laughs> In that order. Yes. And so uh, one thing I, I see on this one is this will unfortunately be a, somewhat of a common theme through the whole show. You know, we'll kind of be chiming in with, if we're talking about a specific example, we'll maybe be throwing out some possible explanations of of why it's this way. Um, so, right. just like ghost hunters, where we try to open every window and door to see if that was the exactly, sound. exactly. Leave no stones unturned. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, so this one, I definitely see this one as a context issue. So, if you're going to quote the movie, the original quote is. Uh, they were blah, 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 talking, talking, talking. And then Luke says something along the lines of, uh, uh, you, you killed, uh, talking to Vader, he says, you killed my father. And then Vader replies with, no, I am your father. And just that. No. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> then he slips down and falls down the thing. And yeah. So. Right. And then he impregnates Leia. And here we go. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, but if you're just to throw that quote out, whether you're saying it or you're putting it on a T-shirt or, you know, whatever, there's a little bit of context that's needed in there to really understand what's going on. Whether you're Star Wars, a Star Wars nerd or not, that it doesn't really make a ton of sense uh, just to say, no, I am your father. Because it... There needs to be some basis as to where that's coming from. But if it's changed to Luke, I am your father, that has kind of a more general uh, understanding, I feel. Um, Most people will get what you're talking about right away. Um, Won't be a lot less need for any context clues as to what the conversation was about in the movie. Um, Right. And that's... Picture yourself on the Death Star hanging (laughs) from a pole... And this is what is said. Right. Right. You know, there's no build up to it. Um, and so that's just kind of where I come from on that particular one. Uh, and it's it's more of a ease of use kind of change than a right Mandela effect kind of change. Exactly. I'm with you. All right. Moving on down. The next one is mirror, mirror on the wall. The actual true quote is magic mirror on the wall. And I have no input on that one <laughs> I know. because I know. if you would have lined both of those up side by side, I could not have told you <laughs> which one was the correct one. Yes, 
And honestly, I just go by whatever Shrek is, and they say mirror, mirror on the wall. Right, right, exactly. And that that's that's <laughs> the thing, too, is I don't even think to any other dis- – what was that even from? I have uh, no idea. Is it, is it uh, Snow White? It might be Snow White. Uh-huh. Is it Snow White? See, see, we don't even know. All we know Where is that it's from Shrek. Did <laughs> magic – mirror on the wall come from i feel like you didn't need all of that you probably could have just done magic mirror on the wall <laughs> okay uh snow, snow white. white most definitely snow white gotcha. <laughs> uh 101 dalmatians okay moving on uh the next one is <laughs> the next one is oscar meyer so before or people, you know, commonly think that it's actually spelled M-E-Y-E-R. But the actual correct spelling is M-A-Y-E-R. As in, yeah, May and then er. I, I'm so bad. Help me, Ben. I'm stumbling. I'm stumbling. That was good. I just wanted to see where that ended. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> And then it ended But that pit. one's tough too because if you think of the the little jingle, uh mm. the My Baloney has a first name, it's O S C A R. You know, uh My Baloney has a second name, it's M A Y E R. But M E Y E R also fits in there. Right. Like it, it it's still same with like M O Y E R. Right, literally M- any vowel M-A- fits in there too. So I can definitely see how it would be easy to M C Y E R. Well, that's not a vowel. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only vowel that doesn't fit would be M Y Y E R. But it's only, only sometimes, sometimes. Only y. sometimes. Yeah, only sometimes. <laughs> oh my god. Um that's great. So that one's tricky. That's another one where I would honestly say if you lined both of them up, I wouldn't have been able to guess the correct one. Act- actually, right. of the two, I probably would have guessed M-E-Y-E-R based on that's just M-E-Y-E-R. how I would spell Meyer. Right. I, you know, if I was like the marketing firm for Oscar Meyer, I would make like every other package just a completely different spelling. So nothing is ever Yeah, the just same. totally play on the whole Mandela know. effect thing about the brand. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> and like you go to the website, and the picture of their brand still changes every day. <laughs> the logo changes too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Next one is New Zealand. People actually remember the location of New Zealand being northeast instead of southeast of the continent Australia. So this one is kind of can be a big deal. Yeah, if you're sailing on a ship and expecting to you know, roll up on New Zealand. You know, right. that's kind of a big deal. <laughs> we, east? You said I thought you weast. said weast. <laughs> um, so, I mean, in the grand scheme of thing, I mean, anyone who, well, that was kind of a ridiculous uh, example, but, you know, anyone sailing on a ship's going to, they well, okay, they should know some basic geography. But... Um, this one, I'm kind of, I'm torn a little bit on it too, because I don't, I honestly would have said, I would not have maybe have been as specific as Northeast, but I probably would have said North of Australia, oh, okay. but I don't, I I'm not confident in that. 
And so I'm, I would absolutely not chalk that up to the Mandela effect. I would chalk that up to geographical ignorance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, GI. Right. right. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I like it. But, uh, yeah, that's a weird one. New Zealand was definitely a lot. Pangea. What's that? I said, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. You go ahead. No, like I would say, uh, where that's in relation to Pangaea. Yeah, I would imagine it. Was it I mean, it would still be southeast of Australia. You think so? It was probably just like Australia was like one thing, and then it just kind of branched right. off. I mean, because basically, I mean, if you look at Pangaea, like the the models for Pangaea, it's you can very easily pick out the continents where they just kind of separated. They pretty much right. just expanded from a central point and moved away from each other. Right. Right. But okay. Our listeners are getting uh, the, getting their getting their money's worth today. Getting some geography, getting some prehistoric geography, <laughs> getting some baloney. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably in more than one way. We actually we we actually sound like we have our shit together. Uh, next one is Baron Steen Bears. Yes, right, Baron Steen. Okay. Berenstein bears, but it's actually uh, okay. So Berenstein bears <laughs> is what people Steen. You know, think of it. <laughs> I love it. Um, so people actually uh, remember it to be spelled b r b e r e n s t e i n, but it's actually spelled s t a i n as Berenstein bears. And um, it's it's also our understanding that it's it's not only spelled A I N, but it's actually pronounced Baron Stain based off of Stan and Jan Baron Stain. Uh <laughs> that yes, I know those names sound made up, but <laughs> those are the actual uh, gosh, I can't remember. That's either the family it's modeled after. It's gotta be the author. Yeah, I think um, so. Um when I question stuff like that, it makes us sound less credible. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like that you're just talking out loud. Maybe I should use that on an inside <laughs> voice. <laughs> <But> <laughs> anyway, it's Berenstain. <laughs> okay, all right. Period. Um, oh, you know what my favorite thing was? Those Berenstain pushpins I used to have. Uh, next no. one is Shazam. No. <laughs> <laughs> Shazam it was a movie starring actor comedian Sinbad from the 1990s but actually in reality no such movie actually exists but apparently there was a movie very kind of similar in name and scope called Kazam back in the 90s yes. and that was if I remember right that was a children's movie um so maybe not similar in scope. Well, I, I mean, I, I think it was relatively similar as far as like setting of the movie goes. Um, okay. But not not similar enough to warrant people assuming that that's what it was. Um, right. Now there is, we did look it up prior to this, there is at least one movie out there now that's actually named Shazam. But it has absolutely nothing to do with this supposed Shazam movie nor does it like have any actors in it that are supposed to be in the this 
non-real Shazam movie. Um, so if you look right. it up, yes, there are movies called Shazam out there. So don't we don't want to get any emails about that. But um, <laughs> youngnostalgiapod at gmail dot com. <laughs> yeah, based on our uh, current uh, inbox, uh, actually, go ahead and send us some emails about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, please, <laughs> please. We still we, have the welcome to Gmail. We email. are begging you. Pick anything. Send us an email about it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Even if it's your uh, waist size, that is fine too. <laughs> That's an odd thing just to pull out. <laughs> Mine is thirty. Yours is thirty. No. No. <laughs> Thirty-six. <laughs> oh, that, I was close. I was Actually, close. It depends on the pants. Some okay, pants are thirty-four. Right. Some are thirty-six. Nice. Unfortunately, most of them are thirty-six. Anyway, okay. that's that's average. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, here we go. I'm sorry, that was awkward, and I shouldn't have said that. I apologize. Uh, right. Next one is Jif. <laughs> Did you say it's all yeah, right? It's all in the name of good content. <laughs> It is. Do it really, for the podcast. Honestly, this is for the... Yeah, do it for the listeners. Uh, <laughs> Jeff... Uh, sorry, the Jif logo. People actually remember it as Jiffy and not Jif. But this, I even feels feel like comes in the in the, in the the uh, vein of like slain. Uh, not uh, slang, uh, slang. Slang. It comes in the vein of slang. You know what I mean? Where it's like... If you just <laughs> no, make that was a tough. nice PB&J... <laughs> If you're making a nice PB&J, you're going to be like, I put some Jiffy on it, which everybody constitutes as peanut butter. Yes. You know, it's just, I don't know why it's so much easier just to say Jiffy. But I don't know. I think maybe it's, it just rolls off I the think it's one of bit. two things. I think, because I'll, I'll say that I have called it Jiffy before, not thinking about it. Um, knowing Absolutely. that it is Jiff, I've been there. I think this one is... Like I just said, I've called it Jiffy because it rolls off the tongue nicely, and I think people say that enough that they actually think that that's the brand name, and then it sticks. Also, huh. Huh, also <laughs> that it, uh, I think that it might be kind of a subconscious thing too because of Jiffy Pop popcorn. Not that the oh, yeah. two are similar in the slightest, but just the brand placement and the similar of similarities in brand name i think you know it, it might already be in someone's head and then it just jiffy rolls off the tongue right it just makes right. sense i like it all right uh moving on the last one which is probably one of the more famous ones is the ford logo and the thing with this is uh throughout the ages people believed that uh ford actually did not have the pigtail uh you know, squirrely on the cross of the Ford. Um, people actually believed it was just a straight line. Um, but in reality, there is a pigtail on it. And people believe that that's just not true. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look back through uh, like a progression of the Ford logo, as soon as soon as we see the round oval, uh, the blue oval pop up in Ford. Ford's marketing, Ford's product placement, Ford anything. Um, we see that the the cross on the F does have the squiggly little pigtail at the end. Um, the my thought process behind the changes in this one are 
I feel like it most likely comes from third party and or non-licensed aftermarket equipment. So whether it's a logo on a package or a logo on a part or just a logo on a piece of documentation that came with parts that were bought from like an like an offshore non-Ford affiliated aftermarket company. Chances are that they probably got the logo wrong. I've seen it on other products where the Mm. logo was slightly different, whether it was intentional or not to avoid any sort of copyright claims um, or it was just straight up a a bad copy of the original. I think that um, that's where this kind of comes from. People see it enough uh, that it kind of becomes ingrained and they see, oh, that's the Ford logo. Well, no, it's actually not, but people think it is, and that's what they see, and that's what they recognize, and they don't really realize anything else. Right, and I'll believe anything you say because you're a Ford guy, so you'd know. Well, maybe. <laughs> I don't necessarily know that to be true. I mean, I've I've never, this one, I've known about it, but I've never actually taken like two extra minutes to actually consider it and look at it and think about it. Um, right. Check out check out Ben's other podcast. I'm a Ford guy by Ben Zontag. <laughs> you'll you'll <laughs> he'll tell you everything he knows. Yeah, it's a new podcast idea. <laughs> Please go give him a five star review. Yeah. yeah, we'll probably have less listeners than we have on this podcast. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, that's a dig. <laughs> it was <laughs> that was that was brutal. Um, oh my god. <laughs> I don't know how how are we gonna climb out of this now. I don't know. Let's move on to the next section. <laughs> okay. Just nail the rest of the podcast. That'll be good enough. <laughs> All right, big guy. What is coming down to the probable causes of the Mandela so, effect? Quite possibly the most outlandish of the probable causes just so happens to be, or it seems to be anyway, the most popular among Mandela effect communities, both online and when people talk about it and however you want to think about it. So this would be alternate realities. (laughs) Yes. And I can definitely see, I mean, it's, it's definitely the most fun to think about. Like, I kind of hope that this is the case. Like that'd be kind of cool. Right. Um, Like, do you, uh, have you seen the movie Interstellar? Oh, okay. Well, my whole reference is just going to be completely Like You have gone. to just know that when you just throw out a movie that chance that you just have to assume that I probably haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, if, it, if it's not within the past 40 years, it's out of here. It's it's, yeah. it's not even if not. Well, if it's not Star Wars, if it's Wars. not Star Wars or Star Trek or <laughs> any other big nerdy like uh, like Indiana Jones. Yes, exactly. So. Okay, unless it's okay. like unless it's like a nerd movie with a cult following, then yeah. chances are I haven't if, seen it. If it's not if it's not George Lucas semi related, <laughs> it's it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Okay. Um, anyway, kind of it deals with alternate realities. Pretty much, alternate realities are dictated by this bookcase in a in a bedroom. <laughs> what? Okay, uh, you can keep on going. <laughs> I just I, I tried, but I just did, I didn't get the reference. Um, <laughs> I'm so no, sorry. I tried. 
<laughs> Moving on. Uh, one theory about the basis for the Mendel effect originates from uh, quantum physics and relates to the idea that rather than having one timeline of events, it's actually possible that alternate realities or universes are taking place at the same time and mixing together um, within our own timeline that we know and love. <laughs> That's cool. You know, Michael Michael Caine and Matthew McConaughey are in Interstellar. They're both amazing. That's fair. I just, I mean, that doesn't change the fact that I haven't seen it. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to sell you on no, it. No, I mean, I, I am not opposed to watching the movie. Don't think it's not because I don't want to watch it. Like, it's just, I'm not, <laughs> like we talked about, aside from, like, the, the nerd cult classics, I'm not a huge movie guy. I don't ever really want to just sit down and watch a movie unless someone says hey let's watch a movie and then half the time i'm like nah don't really feel like it <laughs> don't feel like <laughs> it um so this would this is kind of what give right gives goes back to you know different groups of people having different memories of events um as our world or universe depending on how you want to look at it moves through different realities some people would experience it's not that they're misremembering it's that they actually experienced one reality while a different group of people or the rest of the world experienced an entirely different reality um right and like i talked about before while this theory is kind of the most unrealistic um it is by far the most talked about and the most popular within mandela effect communities right basically the internet and read it crazy i guess that's the internet Basically, but okay <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that is all that yeah. consists uh, <laughs> i like it all right so after that we'll get into some false memories um, an example of this uh is explained in the way of take alexander hamilton so he wasn't actually a president but people oftentimes think of him as that um Doing like mainly just because of Alexander Hamilton being known as a founding father and, you know, that kind of information is apparently stored very close to or in the same area that the quote unquote president part of the brain is. So the president part of the brain where we remember who has been president in the past that that uh, apparently knowledge is stored in that same area. So when people try to recall Hamilton, the set that, that that actually sets off neurons in the close connection to each other of the president, like the president line of knowledge, and then the knowledge of who Alexander Hamilton was as a founding father. So then that kind of ignites the neurons of the presidents, and so people think that Alexander Hamilton is a president. You can call me a doctor now whenever you'd feel uh, like it. Uh, this leads to the likelihood that problems with memory cannot uh, and, al- and not alternate universes are the explanation for the Mandela effect. So kind of like how a lot of people can think of one event, right? I mean, it, if you take the full event in consideration and a lot of the same kind of different information is stored in that same area of the brain, if one if if one thing triggers a part of information, it'll trigger the rest of the information. So then you correlate the right. two. It's like memory by association. Exactly. Exactly. So. so makes right, sense. Right. And it's it's like if me, you, and Kyle were walking down stairs and you 
Wait, all like in one line or like one after? Doesn't matter. Okay. Who's in front? Doesn't matter. So <laughs> So if if you like fall down the stairs horribly. <laughs> he is trying to shut me up. <laughs> take a, a nasty tumble down the stairs. Um I do. Yes. And get back up. Okay. Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> uh life goes on, you know, horribly disfigured, but life goes on nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> and then 30 years from now, I get to thinking about something. I get to thinking about that time or something and, and, and say maybe Kyle had another accident later in life. And I get, I, I, I equate that falling down the stairs by you to Kyle. And now I might be remembering Kyle actually falling down the stairs. Cool. See, this is important on where we're at because if Kyle's in the middle, we could both potentially fall down with him. <laughs> But if he's in front of us, he's the only one that falls. I feel like you're stretching this. You're taking my already horrible example. <laughs> and, <laughs> my already horrible example. It's just making it like work. Tearing it apart. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. What's next, big guy? Um, so kind of moving on a little bit from your false memory, we have memory-related concept concepts so we have post-event information um which would be information that you learn after an event can change your memory of the actual event uh this would include subtle enough information or this would even include subtle information and helps to explain why eyewitness testimony can't always be unreliable so you know this would be kind of like uh, what 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 would be an example of this? You know, you're you're a witness Almost kind of like to a robbery in a convenience like, store, right. and you see a really sketchy looking guy walking out at roughly the same time the robber is walking out, and it's kind of a maybe you learn after the fact after investigation that the sketchy looking guy that you saw was actually an ex an ex con. Well, now that might have a little bit of impact on your testimony and you might subconsciously start putting blame on that sketchy looking person that you thought might have something to do with the crime. But in reality, they may or may not actually have anything to do with it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of why a lot of times, either when, even with like juries or anything like that, they even like put them in a, in, in a, like in a hotel or something and seclude them telling like, you cannot listen to the news. You cannot yep. do blah. You cannot do yep. blah. That's actually, that's like a big thing. Like it's sequestering the jury. Um, <clears throat> and that's, that's a huge deal. And I think depending on, I mean, they obviously they really only do that on the biggest of like most high profile cases. Um, but you can get into legal issues if you break that sequester. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so kind of going along with this post event information, we also have priming. Um, priming refers to factors that happen before an event affecting your recall of an event. Uh, so for example, um, Studies have shown that suggestions made by a researcher um, can affect the recollection of our of a participant in a study. Um, priming priming can also be called suggestibility and pres pres. 
Presupposition. Nailed it. Presupposition. Can you use that no. in a sentence, sir? <laughs> um, okay, so let's just jump to an example of this. Okay, uh, all right, sounds good. <laughs> so if you were to ask how short a person is, um, this influences people's answers differently than if you were to ask how tall a person is. So it's kind of like a leading question, per se. Exactly. It's exactly what it is. Um, another example would be, did you see the black car instead of did you see a black car? Um, where you're making a suggestion or leading the person into how to respond. Right. You know, it's something like that. Like the last example, did you see the black car or a black car? You know, the answer to that would still be a more or less a yes or no question or yes or no answer. Um, But the black car would imply that that car did exist and it did pass you. Um, You know, did you see it or not? Versus there may never have seen they there may never even existed a black car. Um, And it's a more subjective question exactly exactly so kind of last in this list of memory related concepts uh confabulation involves your brain filling in gaps that are actually missing in your memories to make more sense of them um it's it's totally on the subconscious so it's you you know depending on the situation it actually it it really isn't lying um but it's Remembering details that never happened that your subconscious inserted in to help your brain make more sense of a situation. Um, Uh And confabulation does tend to increase in age. Um, As someone were to, uh, over the course of their life, they may forget different aspects of an event. Um, You know, some of the minor aspects might start to be lost to memory and you know there might be new memories subconsciously created to kind of fill in those gaps exactly just like storytelling you know it's always awesome to hear stories from grandma and grandpa but (laughs) maybe their friend fred didn't actually exist anyway okay the internet is our last one here for the possible causes uh no surprise that the prevalence of the mandela effect has grown Um, as the spread of the internet has also grown. Powerful way to spread information and also misinformation is the internet. A lot of times you can come across a whole bunch of different things or BuzzFeed articles that either stretch the truth or just kind of start a whole big uh, debate on something. Um, In fact, in a recent large study published in Science of over 100,000 news stories discussed across Twitter that had been contested over a period of 10 years, it was shown that hoaxes and rumors won out over the truth every time by about 70% of the entirety of news stories. Now, what the definition of like hoaxes and rumors are per se... I don't know. I mean, it could always be something where it's like, oh, Prince Harry is rumored to actually be pregnant. <laughs> but then but then but then the uh, story is corrected once actual information is out. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, we heard this. It's a developing story. I don't really know kind of what 
that all entailed. But right, and I 100% agree with that. Where it's, you know, it, their definition of a hoax or rumor might be preliminary news that is corrected at a later date. But the more I think about it in relation to this study, I'm not sure that it really matters. Um, oh, okay. Just because, just because I'm thinking like, uh, even looking at it personally, you know, what we tend to do as humans is we're lazy. We take that headline and we run with it. And then we tell a whole bunch of people being like, did you hear this? Did you right. hear that? Did you right. see this? And so you're, I, th- I feel like it is human nature to take a crazy headline, uh, you know, the crazier, the better. Um, and you're going to say, holy cow, I can't believe this. I'm going to share it. And then, you know, there might be a, a redaction or a correction that's released. Um, and maybe it's not as sensational as what you thought. Well, that even right. if you acknowledge that what you shared is not necessarily correct, if it's not as big of a deal, chances are you're not going to take the time to care to correct it to whoever you shared it to, who may or may not actually see that there has been a correction. Right, exactly. Um, so that's interesting. It kind of leads directly into the next point in terms of more people, like the more people that chime in with their own experiences, the fact of the matter actually can, you know, get discrepancies and then cascade an effect of memories on others, kind of just like the telephone game, where each time something gets passed on to a new person, they can either one, purposely change it, or two, maybe not remember it verbatim, and and then it just kind of changes. So that's exactly yeah, what Yeah, I think like. your your analogy with telephone game is absolutely spot on. To where, you know, it's nothing malicious, nothing intentional necessarily all the time. Where, But, you know, you, you have this neat little fact or this story or, or whatever it is. One person has it. They say, oh, you know what? They're in a conversation or reposting it somewhere. Um, they get kind of mixed up in their own head. They get one little thing wrong. Cool. They send it on. Another person reads it. Whether or not they have any prior experience with that, they're going to read it. That's going to be fresh in their head. They're like, oh, yeah, well, maybe I was a little bit fuzzy on that, but that must be what actually happened. Then they take that as the truth. Right. And when they pass it on, maybe something else a little minor gets changed. And by the time it gets all the way down to the end, it could be something totally, totally not even close to being correct. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, we're not telling you any way to think, but give us an email if you have an idea of any other Mandela effects or what you actually remember either growing up or uh, what your parents told you or, you know, kind of your thoughts on the entirety of the Mandela effect. Or if you even have one in your personal life, give us an email at youngnostalgiapod at gmail.com. We want to hear about it. But all of this is entirely left up to you to decide and to what uh, to believe. Um, but I do eat Jiffy peanut butter by the spoonful. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining us for episode 94 of Young Nostalgia, talking about the Mandela effect. As always, you can find us on your favorite podcast app, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. We're out there. If you enjoy what you're hearing please give us a five star click scroll down take about 20 seconds let us know what you enjoy and give us a five star review it means the entire world to us thank you so much ben anything else big guy no i think that was a fun show a little bit out of our normal content but i think it is definitely relatable as far as pop culture goes um 
Absolutely. And I would also like to add that I'm sure no one will be even able to tell in the slightest after Nolan works <laughs> his magic on this audio. But this episode, someone out, something out there did not want us <laughs> to put this episode out. Yes. And we do apologize for being a day late or so uh, due to um, technicalities yes. of a certain Microsoft uh, electronic machine. Yes. So the beginning of this episode, believe it or not, was recorded yesterday. And not yesterday in relation to when this was released. Yesterday in relation to right now when me and Nolan are talking. Actually, Ben, I think you remember wrong. It was actually made in the 1980s. <laughs> so my, my computer didn't crash yesterday. It crashed in the 1980s in a South African Alternate prison. Realities. Is it a South African prison? <laughs> And we have the new stories and footage to show you. Follow us on Facebook uh, and Twitter, and uh, please retweet it at everything we share. But we do have some fun content coming up uh, to you guys for the next few weeks. In celebration of 40 years of The Empire Strikes Back, a Star Wars story, uh, we are going to be podcasting um, our reviews and kind of takes and feelings of the Star Wars episodes Um via Young Nostalgia. So next week will be our feelings and take on Star Wars um, A New Hope. The week after that will be Empire Strikes Back. And then the week after that will be um, Return of the Jedi. So that's our plan is to kind of do one episode per uh, movie and kind of just talk about what we're doing. We're doing the originals? Yeah, I was thinking just like the the OG or did you want to do the entire oh, series no no, no, no. I, I, I'm not I'm not suggesting that I guess maybe I misread your text message or, or something I I thought we were going to be doing the prequels since we really haven't talked too much about them but since it is 40th anniversary uh-huh. that does make a lot more sense <laughs> okay we can do anything you guys will be surprised and whatever we do can't wait to have you along with us we'll figure our <laughs> stuff out in the background it just means a lot that you'll come back and listen all right anything else big guy that we I think to we're go? good to go that was a good show I know. I loved it. I think it was perfect. Um, I totally messed up with the bumper. I am so bad at this. I used to be better at That's this. Right. Stalling. Thank stalling, you guys stalling. so much. <laughs> stalling. Stalling. Literally every week. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. It means a ton. As we always say here on Young Keep the Bottles Empty and the Asterisk Bowl. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>